We booked this interview with jo- Dr. Joseph Gastaldo, infectious disease expert at Ohio Health, like two weeks ago. It's almost like we knew it was coming. <laughs> Before the new variant yes. reared its ugly head. Dr. Gastaldo, how are you? Hello, Dr. Joe. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. We are good. The Omicron uh, variant is out and about. Now, Governor DeWine said, let's take a wait-and-see approach here. President Biden said, no need to panic, just for concern. What's your take on Omicron? I totally agree with that. You know, we really don't know that much about it. We need to take it seriously. We need to respect the variants and study them. But there's three things I'm looking for. Number one, with Omicron, people who have it, are they more contagious? We don't know that yet. There are some signals out of South Africa that may be the case, but with certainty, we don't know that yet. Number two, if people have Omicron infection, are they, do they get sicker? We don't know that yet. Uh, we do have some information out of Israel and other countries where they've had some patients where they've had infections with Omicron. They've been vaccinated and they have not been that sick. One person in Hong Kong was completely asymptomatic and he was only swabbed when he entered the country. And then finally, the thing that people really want to know, do our current vaccines hold up against Omicron? We don't know that yet. It needs to be studied. Those are happening right now. And I, I do think we will have more clarity on all three of those issues over the next coming days to weeks. Well, and I think we're naive, too, to think that Omicron is not yet here in the United States. You know, they have cases of it in Ontario, Canada. So I think it's a matter of time before we identify it here in our country. Yeah. Well, it's funny. This morning, just not too long ago, the CEO of Moderna did come out and say, listen, we feel that the vaccines currently for COVID-19 will be less effective against the new Omicron uh, variant, at least right now, but admits more research needs to be done. Absolutely. And again, when you talk about immunity, it's very nuanced. It's not black and white. There's immunity from infection, but more importantly, the immunity accounts is immunity from severe disease. If somebody gets COVID or infection with Delta or Omicron or other variants, if they're home with a cold, that's fine. That's a vaccine working well, assuming they were vaccinated. What we want people to have immunity for is from severe disease. That's what matters the most. You know, and I, I know we're trying to block travel to certain countries, but at this point, we, in, a, in a matter of days, you mentioned it, Canada, and it's spreading so fast. It's a very smart virus. I mean, shutting down things, locking down things, restricting travel. I mean, does that work? I mean, to me, the be safe, wear your mask if you want, get vaccinated. I think to me, and it's I'm not a doctor, you are, but to me, that would be more effective than, all right, let's shut off travel. Let's lock everything down. I don't know if that works. I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, travel bans don't work. We, we know that. You know, I, I think now we have to get in the mindset. We are in November of 2021, almost December. It's not a year ago. This variant is not going to take us to the back of the beginning of COVID. It's not going to happen. We have the tools. We know about masks. We have tools. We have vaccines. Soon we're going to have an antiviral pill. It's going to be reviewed today at the FDA. There's going to be another one. We're going to have more tools. We just need to be transparent and honest with people and really talk to people about why they should get vaccinated. Uh, Dr. Joseph Gestaldo with Ohio Health is with us this morning. And let's talk about the booster shot. You know, this uh, this new variant doesn't do the get your boost uh, movement, as it were. People that say get you know, go ahead and get the boost because, you know, it started with let's just slow the the spread, slow the curve, get, we all, you know, so many millions got vaccinated. Then it was get the boost. And now if it's not, if the vaccine isn't effective in this new variant, it's going to even, 
you know, people are getting tired of this. Uh, do kids 18 and up, should they get the booster? Yeah, so that's a great question. So, again, when you talk about uh, this vaccine and even with boosters, what is that impact on Omicron? We don't know. It hasn't been studied yet. Right. But re- regardless, uh, here's the whole mindset of getting a booster. Again, we talk about immunity. There's immunity from severe disease. And for younger people and most people, that immunity from severe disease is still there with two doses of an mRNA vaccine. The only thing a booster does for younger, healthier people is you get a rise in your antibodies, and that third dose may give you a rise that lasts for a longer period of time. But remember, when you have high antibody levels, they protect against infection. When you have high antibody levels, you can think of the antibodies actually being there in your nose and neutralizing the virus as it gets there to really protect you against infection. But how albeit antibody levels over time will eventually come down because of what I said before, people need to have that immunity from severe disease. If you are home and have COVID and you have a little bit of a cold and you're sick for two or three days, that's fine. We could live with that. Why we need to get vaccines into people and really give boosters uh, to people, older people, is to make sure they have that immunity from severe disease so we don't see them in the hospital. Was it a mistake for me to get the J&J vax? Because it seems to be kind of the bastard vax, (laughs) the outlier. Thanks for bringing that up. So now that we have real-world effectiveness of how these vaccines perform, uh, we now know that the world's best-performing vaccines are the mRNA vaccines. And the J&J vaccine, if anybody listening to this, including you, anybody who has received J&J should get a booster. You can get a booster with J&J two months after receiving that single dose. I think today if the J&J vaccine would be available or reviewed by the FDA, uh, it would not be reviewed with the current data we have as a one-and-done vaccine. But if you got the J&J and you need a booster, you don't necessarily have to get another J&J. You could get the Pfizer or the Moderna, correct? You're absolutely correct. So uh, based on international data and even a a good study done by the NIH, we now know that it is very safe to mix and match boosters. So if you've had J&J, you can get a booster with Pfizer or Moderna or J&J if you want. And again, our country is very fortunate because uh, we have the privilege of allowing people to pick and choose. But really, officially speaking, one particular brand is not recommended over another. Hey, how about this? Because there's a lot of, I'll be honest with you, you know, I had it. I was asymptomatic. I got the J&J booster, but I got so sick I had a fever like 103. Is there a better booster to get that won't make you sick? If you got super sick and you're kind of like, man, I don't want to have That's what's holding you up getting the booster. I would get a booster, but man, Doc, I don't want to have another 103 degree fever. Yeah, I I hear you. No one wants to put you through that. Again, everybody's immune system is quite variable. I could tell you anecdotally, uh, I'm team Pfizer all the way. When I got my Pfizer booster, I felt like I had the second dose. I had man flu for a day. Sounds like you did too. And again, I usually tell people uh, when you get your second dose of an mRNA vaccine or a booster, you may have um, uh, fatigue, a low-grade fever, but you know, uh, you just got to uh, lay low, take care of yourself, take Tylenols, take your fluids, and just lay low. And most people feel better in a day or two. You know what kicked my ass, Doc, was the shingles vaccine. Oh, yeah, the shingles wow. vaccine. Sh- Shingrix. Now, it's interesting you say that. There is a pending um, uh, COVID vaccine made by Novavax, which is very, very similar to the Shingrix vaccine. Now, the Novavax vaccine is going to be used worldwide, but uh, we don't have that vaccine available yet in our country. But that's a newer generation vaccine. And you're right. That really uh, kicks your butt on the second dose. I like having you on, Dr. Joseph Costaldo, infectious disease specialist, Ohio Health, because you can help me out. I've been hearing a lot because you mentioned the pills. 
I've been hearing on the 24-hour news stations, and I don't know if it's true or not, that these pills are going to be a game changer. Tell us more about the pills. Yeah, so uh, very soon. In fact, the FDA today is going to be reviewing uh, Merck's uh, Tamiflu for COVID. The name of the medicine is called Molnupiravir. And here's how we're going to use these pills initially until we get more data because there's going to be a limited supply. They're going to be used like monoclonal antibodies. So we're going to find people who have an at-risk condition, who have symptomatic COVID-19, that we give them this antiviral pill to keep them out of the hospital. So the Merck study shows that at-risk people who have symptomatic COVID-19, if they get the pill, they're 30% less likely to be hospitalized compared to somebody who gets a placebo. So 30% is really not that good. The monoclonal antibodies in the same type of mindset have a 70% uh, chance of keeping people out of the hospital. But there's another pill, a separate pill altogether, made by Pfizer. Now, this pill uh, in the clinical trial that we know from a press release keeps people out of the hospital 90% compared to those in the placebo group. So that is the one that's a game changer. But again, uh, they are for at-risk people who have symptomatic COVID-19 to mitigate or prevent severe disease. So if you think about that, that's that's really the, the potential of saving of thousands of lives. But again, the pills yeah. are not a substitution for the vaccine. We still need to get vaccines in the people. We still have millions of people in, um, in America who have not yet been vaccinated. So we still have work to do in that regard. And your opinion, and we've had commissions for 9-11, the Kennedy assassination at some point, because I think there's been a lot of reckless reporting, uh, reckless uh, politicians speaking out about this. It's It's been handled poorly. Do you think there should be a commission on how we handled this coming down maybe a year from now and so we don't make repeat the same mistakes? Yeah, we definitely need to learn from this. You know, um, I'm not making excuses for anybody, but you know what? This is a world event that happened. In the context, this is going to be in the history books like World War One and World War Two. We have learned a lot from this. You know, at the state of Ohio, even at Ohio Health, we've learned a lot. And we have to be prepared for when this happens again. There will likely be another pandemic. I hope it's long after I've retired from being a doctor. But this is going to happen again. We're naive to not think that. And we need to have the infrastructure in place. That's how public health has always been. You know, we have public health. It doesn't get a lot of money. People don't think about it. But if you put it in the mindset of the military, you know, in the United States, we have the world's most powerful military. We hardly ever use it, but we have it just in case. And we need to learn from what we have gone through. And if it involves a commission or whatever, we need to learn from it. So when it happens again, we are better prepared uh, to act uniformly as a country. When you go into work in the morning, what's the situation currently in the hospitals? So the hospital bed capacity is still tight. Um, You know, we are walking and chewing gum at the same time. We're trying to uh, take care of our COVID patients. You know, at Riverside, where I'm at now, we're a big referral hospital. So, sure. you know, the hot, the hot spots for COVID in the state of Ohio are in uh, northwestern Ohio and more in the northern central Ohio. And Ohio Health has hospitals up there. So what happens up there affects us. So, again, things are tight in the hospital. Healthcare workers are, are, med- are emotionally and physically tired uh, regarding with COVID. And, you know, we are really putting a big focus on people's resiliency and their mental health because, you know, me personally speaking, uh, I've been doing really nothing but COVID for almost two years now. And December, right. December of 2019 will be the two-year mark of when this virus first came on the scene in China. And uh, I'll never, in my lifetime, uh, I never thought I'd be doing this, but that two-year mark in, in my mind is like 10 years ago.
You're fatigued from just coming on this show. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. This is probably one of the highlights of my day. <laughs> Torg's got cat scratch fever over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cat scratch fever, make an appointment. We'll take care of you. <laughs> well, Dr. Castaldo, we appreciate your time as always. And we'll do it. We'll do it again. Maybe we'll do it before Christmas. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you, it. sir.